Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to be back, Zoe. Yes, it's great to be back. And you weren't here last week, so it's super great for you to be here. I'm so excited and so happy to... Guys, you don't understand that this is literally my enjoyment of my day. So Mm. it's amazing being back. Same. I've had a pretty stressful day Mm. driving from town to college to work. But, you know, getting to be on air really... It's a great feeling, you know, for it the is. past like almost five years. It's been amazing. I mean, if it wasn't for my cold and not coming on only on Mondays, I would literally be here every day. Facts, no printer. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be cool to be here every day. Then every day would be a fun day, not just Monday. Yeah. So what did you do this weekend as I gather my thoughts in case I forgot what I did this weekend? Wow, I wish I could tell you that it was something amazing and interesting. But literally, I've been recovering from this so-called chronic flu. Mm. Apparently, it's like a times two of a COVID, but not isolating COVID. That's a lot of scientific terms I'm very unfamiliar with, but that sounds super hectic. Yeah, it was. Uh, Apparently, the cough kind of lasts the longest, but your body goes into like a really numb state in this flu and um, you start coughing, dry coughs, and Mm -hmm. then your throat gets all bloody and stuff because like you're coughing on nothing. Yes. So my throat has been the most painful part of this and I'm still, I still have a bit of a cough. So sorry guys if I cough uh, in this segment, but... (laughs) Yeah, I've just trying to be recovering through this whole process. Wow. But you know, you sound great, actually. Like, mm-hmm. I know you probably don't feel as great as you sound. But it's my radio voice, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> as you should. I believe in radio magic and it is alive and kicking tonight. This weekend for me was actually pretty fun, um, except for Friday because I was still studying, you know, mm. second semester showing me flames. But on Saturday, wait, no, actually, I went out with some girls. I hadn't seen them in months and it was wow. fun. But Living in the evening, life, no, but I literally studied and then left and then went home and slept. Like, and then we had dinner at this place called Gusto's. It was really nice, Italian themed. And on Saturday, I went to a recital for a family friend and the choir was beautiful. They sang in Latin and it was just amazing. Like I never cry for music. But I There's always up. something special when they start singing in a yes. different language. Eh? Yes, yes. And it was like a massive, like, old-fashioned choir. It was amazing. And then on Sunday, I went to watch a live show. And the woman singing was amazing. Michelle Castagnini, she was quite a gem. But yeah, that was my weekend. Glad I remembered it. Sounds like a vibe. I wish I was you. I mean, like, you're only on the weekends. This whole week, I have four assignments to you. If I had been at home, I would have at least done one of them. I <laughs> uh, uh, promise you. I Like I said, I've, you definitely had a better week than me. I've been isolating for like a whole week, even though I didn't need to. I just, and when I came out, like after this long week of being inside, I felt anxiety. Yeah. Seeing so many people and mm. now I just need my life back. Oh, it'd be like that sometimes. 
But you guys, you're packed in for a very fun show. We've got a great guest as a continuation of our Moot Takeover. We have Viola Manuel, the country director, back in studio to talk to us about the events. We have an interesting What's Down in Cape Town, made on request of a listener last week. An interesting, groovy movie that I feel like is a favorite of Michaela's. And then a Bible quiz that was also available on our Instagram page. So if you participated there, I'm sure you might have surprised yourself with the answer. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. It is 12 minutes past 7 on 729 AM and you are tuned into 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So as per last week, Mm -hmm. we actually got a request from the... Listener, I don't know if you guys remember, but we were talking about cool breakfast locations and someone sent us a WhatsApp and they were like, you know what? None of these places sound vegan. I want to know where I can have some nice vegan things. Okay, I'm paraphrasing. And I feel like they came to the right person because you like love the vegan scene. I mean, I wouldn't use that word per se, but I'm in it. You know, you and your plants, Zoe. (laughs) I mean, I don't eat any of my plants. True. I mean, I, I used to have like a herb garden, but unfortunately we were attacked by very ferocious spider mites and I no longer have that garden. But I'll rebuild up. But apart from my farming lifestyle, we have three different fantastic vegan locations as per request of that listener last week. I hope you're listening in I again. I hope you're listening in too. Yes, me too. So the first one is a place called Nourish. Now, according to the website, this place has a simple menu oh, that natural that Natasha Napoli, the owner, she has this mantra that health is a state of complete harmony of the body, mind, and spirit. She has on offer a selection of tasty juices, smoothies, breakfast, gourmet sandwiches, all packed with fresh homegrown ingredients to boost one's overall well-being. And this actually reminds me, I unintentionally went to two vegan restaurants this weekend. I was looking for like the meat and <laughs> oh wow <laughs> there was nothing but you know what they had really nice juices and mm. great coffee in these places if you would like to go to nourished you can find them open from mondays to thursdays from 7 a.m to 5 p.m on friday they have slightly different times opening at 7 a.m closing at 4 p.m and then on saturday they open at 8 a.m and close on 2 p.m on sunday they close at 8 a.m I mean, they open at 8 a.m. and close at 12 p.m. So if you want to go on any particular day, please make sure you check. Otherwise, you might be disappointed if you want to come too late in the afternoon. If you want to make a booking, you can call them at 063-648-1040. Or you can send them an email. If you don't like talking to people, I get it. At info at nourished.co.za. Bear in mind, it's nourished spelled N-O-U-R-I-S. HD, there's no E because we're fancy. I actually saw them um, on social media and they had like this, I don't know if you see those smoothie bowls, Mm. you know, with the the fruit and like, it looks so amazing. I I really Mm. just, I definitely want to go just to have one of those. No, but like vegan food looks good and for the most part, it tastes actually very nice. Mm. Yeah, as long as you're not trying to lie to yourself that it's real meat. I've been literally yeah. trying to stick on zucchini fries. Yes. Ooh. You know, trying to just be healthy. Yeah. And, but I feel like the batter around the zucchini uh, <laughs> kind of doesn't save the process, but okay. 
Yeah, I think I should try that. That sounds very, very interesting. Nice. Maybe this next place has an order of zucchini fries. This place is called the Sunshine Food Co. Now, this painstaking, it's painstakingly made with love and homegrown ingredients. Elijah, wow, that's quite a surname. Maldes, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, but Elijah has a very complicated surname and a very great love for vegan burgers. He makes so many of them, and they say if you go there, you must try the burgers. Of course, the falafel patties topped with hummus, avo, and microherbs. I've had all of those things, not in this particular order, mm-hmm. but... Together, they're great. They've got sushi, vegan sushi, which is also, interestingly, Mm. very nice. It's pretty much just veggies, but it's quite good. If you'd like to stop on by, you can find them. They have very uniform times from Monday to Sunday. They're open from 8 a.m., closing at 8 p.m. You can call them at 081-825-0925 or send them an email at thesunshinefoodco at gmail.com. Or you can just pop in at corner at Glen. Glen Gareth and Main Roads in Three Anchors Bay. Now, the last one, but has certainly the most interesting name, literally just called Plant. Oh, wow. My kind of place. This vegan <laughs> gourmet restaurant was established in 2013 in the Boerkop. The restaurant has since moved to the CBD and is offering a place for vegans and those with food allergies and intolerance to certain things, a great opportunity to enjoy some food. They say if you go there, you must try the vegan mushroom burger or the dirty mac and cheese. I'm guessing it's vegan cheese. And if you want to go there, you can go there between Tuesdays and Saturdays at 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Or from Sunday to Monday at 8 a.m. but closing at 4 p.m. You can find it at 8 Baton, Baton Street in the corner of Loop Street in Cape Town. There's actually another place called Liquor Vegan. I don't know if you've yes, seen it. Yes, I've heard of it. I'm they, actually... Their food looks really nice. Yes. Like, it does not look vegan, but it looks... Mm. Yummy. It was one of the restaurants that like I saw mm-hmm. this weekend when I was went to those other vegan restaurants. I was in observatory. Did you eat? Did you eat I didn't eat anything because mm-hmm. I stocked up on steak. Oh wow! Before I went to those restaurants, Sounds but vegan, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. Like this is better than I was last week. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope the person out there who asked for these vegan options, I hope you are sated. Zoe on 180 degrees. Matthias says Kijk naar die wilde voels, hulle saai nie en hulle oes nie, en hulle maak nie en skure by mekaar nie. Jylle jimmelse vader sorg vir hulle. Is jylle nie baie meer waard as hulle nie? 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. It is 25 minutes past the hour of 7 it's p.m. It's the evening and you're tuned into 180 degrees. We are in the middle of a moot takeover, but at the end, <laughs> and we're ending Women's Month strong, talking yep. to a very strong, iconic woman. We have Viola Manuel back in studio. Now, y'all know her. She's the country director of Moot, and she's here to talk to us about like the vision, her experience, and everything Moot. So I'd just like to say good evening, Viola. How are you Hi, doing? Hi, Zoe. Hi, Michaela. I'm all good. I'm all good. It's a it's a beautiful Monday evening. Um, mm. Had a nice time. Just had some time with hubby, and we had something to eat and just um, connect and talk about the things that need to be talked about. So I'm all good. Yes, it's nice. great to have you in studio. So I'd like to ask, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself more than... So I don't quite know what there is to tell because um, I... Um, 
just a woman who loves God. I um, grew up as a predecessor, you know, uh, yes. so I'm a PK as well. We've got, I mean, good so company the PKs, here. Yes, and PKs. yes, I know. And only, <laughs> only PKs, PKs would actually know some of the challenges about being a preacher's kid, but I absolutely loved it. Um, dad um, now stays with me, so it's a great opportunity for me to just spend some time with him and just continuing to learn from him, but also just showing him the love and patience that he showed me all these years. Um, and I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm also the country director of Mut. So um, I teach Sunday school, which I absolutely love. Um, so those are the little aspects about myself. I love cooking. Um, and from all the rumors, I'm actually not too bad at it. <laughs> um, I actually, um, my, my beautiful daughter brought to me by love said to me the other day that it's actually my fault that she's starting to put on weight because I'm like <laughs> making the foods like way too good. So I don't quite know how all of that fits together, but that's who I am. And I, I, I just really try to remember. I think it was the, um, CEO of Google, um, Mr. Pichan and Pichai, I think is how you pronounce his name. And he actually said, you know, life is juggling five balls, um, work, health, um, family, friends, and your soul. I think it would be spirituality. And only one of them is made out of rubber, and that's the work one. You know, mm. if you if you drop that one, you'll bounce back. But everything else sort of ends up, you know, once you've picked it up, um, that glass ball never actually goes back to the shape it was. So I just was very cognizant of that. So when I make decisions, I, when I'm at work, I'm there, I'm, I'm all in it to win it, you know, but really I recognize that I need to just, the things I need to treasure a lot more as family, friends, mm-hmm. spirituality, and so on, yeah. So beside your amazing cooking, uh, Viola, <laughs> could you tell us more about Mut and why people should actually get involved? Well, Mut does amazing stuff. So um, Mut focuses mainly on, we've, we have a very strong focus on youth, but I like to extend it to people who actually go through transition. So mm-hmm. we speak about youth transitioning from adolescence to adulthood and how is it that we can actually proactively help them on that journey. So we always talk about them crossing the, crossing the river using a bridge, and we say that the bridge has really been decimated by society. So they, instead of crossing the, you know, sort of crossing the river to the other side successfully, they're falling through the bridge and actually ending up in the water, which is not where we want them to be. But we've now extended that to people who are in transition. You know, um, I don't know if you've experienced it, but there's a lot of people who sort of get to a crossroads in their lives and they transition to wanting to be a better version of themselves. And so mm-hmm. MUTS programs are helping those individuals as well. And we focus on three main values. It's the courage to care. Mm-hmm. The courage to live and the courage to say no. I sort of somehow think that that needs to become part of the, the quizzes here on <laughs> Cape Pulpit because we say it so often. But it's such, it's such important values. And so when we talk about the courage to care, we talk about how do I care for people beyond just myself? And can you imagine a world where everybody just cared about each other? It and would then be the, so much better. I know. And then the courage to live. We talk about how do we give kids the values that they need to lead themselves, you know, mm. because if you can't lead yourself, how do you lead others? Mm. Um, and then the courage to say no. And with that, we really talk about how do you present a vision of what they want for themselves and then create 
boundaries that go around that vision and then say to them, now you determine what you say no to. So things like substance mm-hmm. abuse, unwanted pregnancies are not going to form part of that vision you have for yourself and your future. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, don't do this, don't do that, we talk to them from a more positive stand where they actually want to fight for that vision that they have mm. of themselves. So that's why it's quite important to get involved with MUT because it's it's doing a lot of proactive work. We're not a life skills program. We're actually society builders, and that's what we talk about all the time. So even though we might work in schools, we obviously involve the parents, we involve the community around those schools. Right. Um, and for me, that's quite important to make that transition in that society. Mm. Mm. So as the country director, you've already described many of the ways that MUT works, but how do you want to use this platform to empower the youth? So I think one of the things that I, from a strategic perspective, I think it's really just about getting people to understand what MUT does because mm. it's not a very well-known brand in South Africa just yet. Um, so we are an international NGO, and in countries like mm. Norway and Denmark, everybody knows MUT. I mean, it's in like almost all their schools. Uh, you know, you talk about Mut Youth, a fantastic success story for me is that the country director for Norway actually started out as a Mut Youth mm. and then became a young motivator and then became a Mut coach and then became, mm. went into the marketing department and now is the country director. And so I keep saying to all the young people that I work with, I hope one of them's after my job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really to use the platform to encourage our young people to, um, you know, get involved with Mut older people to get involved with MUT, to understand what MUT does, visit our website, see what we do, see how you can play an active role. We have quite a few what we call reinforcement days. We talk about Courage to Care Day. We talk about Courage, um, the Young Motivators Camp. We're out of the schools. We take the top 5% kids who really show a love for the values that we teach who are going to be able to be positive influencers in their mm. schools using the values. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So just a question. I want to know, how have you guys spread the word, one, and how many schools are you guys in currently? Okay, so post-COVID, we are now in actively involved in four schools in the Western Cape and then four schools up in the Eastern Cape. Um, and it's really just been because the schools have very recently opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we're actively involved in those schools. We're excited about the schools we're involved in. We're currently engaging with the Henley MBA students to start talking to the schools who were part of MUT pre-COVID and just get them to, again, you know, sort of bring them back mm-hmm. into the fold by understanding what their challenges and how their environments changed since COVID has taken place. Because we don't want to make any assumptions about a school or a college in terms of what we think the changes should be. Sometimes there's those little nuances that a school in Mitchell's Plain might have that a school in Grassy Park doesn't experience. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just doing a lot of research in October and November with the 40 schools that we were actively involved in now to find out what are your requirements and where do you need adjustments to the MOOT program and how do we bring you back into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just, Michaela, just to follow up on your question, just remember now that we're not only involved in schools, we're also involved in TV colleges. Mm-hmm. So we're involved with Falls Bay College, we're involved with um, West Coast College, so most of the college, College of Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, Falls Bay College, all of those colleges also have mood. And I always remember the CEO of one of those colleges saying to me, if I only know it, I can't wait for COVID to end because I really need mood back in our college. And I said to her, why? She said, because when mood's here, everybody greets everybody. 
Mm. You know, it's one of those values. It just comes out of that courage to care because the simplest way to care for somebody is just to acknowledge them by greeting them, yeah. even if it's just a smile. And she said she misses that. It's missing from campus, you know, where everybody just walks around greeting each other yeah. because of the mood program. So, yeah, wow. we need to get back there. What is the age the age group that you're actually looking at? Okay, so we have we have two youth programs. So it's from 12 to 16. So that one we offer to... Um, the kids from about grade seven. Um, and then we also have a program where we run it from 16 to 25, and that's really for your kids who are in college in that, mm-hmm. so NQF level one, two, three. Um, and that's where we run those two programs. And we engage in the program for quite a, we engage in the school or the institution for quite a long time. So we make a commitment to be involved with them for three years. And I think that's Part of our success is the fact that it's not a two-week program and then we leave. And the second thing I think that's quite important is that we actually build capacity within the educators who are the mood coaches. So we don't come in as mood and sort of helicopter into your school, not understanding of your environment. We actually build the capacity within the school, the educators. We're now extending that to also coaches, you know, sports coaches. We're extending it to people from the HGB, moms and dads who want to be involved in helping make the school and the society around it better, the community around it a better place. So we will then take those individuals through the training. And I think that's really been part of our recipe of success. It's the fact that when I see my teacher and my teacher says no, and I go through that section of the work that says I have to have the courage to say no, I now understand that A, my teachers actually being quite courageous when they say no, and B, it's because they've set boundaries for themselves of what they will accept and what mm. they won't accept. So you see that example mm. of it every single day when you're at school, as opposed to some stranger coming in with the mood t-shirt on and telling you this is how you need to behave. You know, it, it just, it's, it works really well when we do it like that. Mm. Wow, that's a great business model. You yeah. know, I think we actually need this in the office, the work, the workspace. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, you should so Michaela, let me say this to you. More and more corporates are coming to speak to us. Yeah. More and more so. corporates are saying to us, you know what, um, especially post COVID, just in terms of mental health mm-hmm. and mental wellness, our staff need it. Yeah. They are just like, you can see they, they, you know, the, their levels of passion, their levels of enthusiasm are gone. And so to be, and, and there's a lot of sort of, in fighting now and, and sort of survivor guilt in terms of not having, you know, lost your job and mm. a lot of stuff happening in people's psyche and in their mental space. And so when you can just take them out of that space and just say to them, it's okay for us to just talk about where you are mentally and your, your resilience. You know, where are you in terms of your levels of resilience, mm. in terms of dealing with life? So more and more corporates are coming. So yes, it's definitely something we can have a conversation about. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> no, I think that's a great avenue to enter into, especially yeah. because, you know, um, Moot is a fairly recent development here in South Africa. So there are obviously still much older people yeah. who could still benefit from knowing these values yeah. and boundaries. Like it's many older people have porous boundaries. So I think this would be a great investment. Yeah. Mm. So I'd Absolutely. like to um, ask you a bit of a different question. And it's about, well, you know, we are in the last Monday of Women's Month. But what does Women's Month mean to you? You know, I was having a conversation with someone over the weekend about the fact, you know, with Women's Month and this very strong focus on Women's Month, you know, you get disheartened because of this strong focus on Women's Month. We also have a greater focus on the atrocities committed against women. So everybody sort of seems to think that, you know, during Women's Month, there's a lot more abuse. And, And I don't actually think that's the situation. I think there's just a lot more focus on it. 
the sad reality is that the level of abuse against women is unacceptable throughout the year. I mean, mm. it is mm. just unacceptable. I listened to a stat, I think it was Kevin Chaplin from the Amy Bell Foundation, who was saying that 40%, the statistic that said 40% of men have acknowledged to being abusive to a woman at some stage in their lives. Mm. That mm. is an unacceptable statistic. So for me, what Women's Day means is not about dealing with those individuals, but rather dealing with our boys that we're raising mm. to say to those boys, you need to understand that when you meet a strong, confident woman, she's to be celebrated. Mm. Don't feel intimidated by her. Don't feel less because you've met her. Celebrate her. We need to say to our young girls, you are enough. You do not yeah. need a guy hanging around you to confirm that you are enough. Mm. If there's a dude hanging around you, there's a boyfriend in, on the scene, there's a scallum on the scene, whatever the situation may be. He needs to be there because you consciously want him there, not because you feel the psychological need for him to mm. complete you or any mm. of those things. As young girls, we need to t when they're young, we need to teach them that they are enough. Mm. And that if they don't feel enough, they can actually get to a level of adequacy for themselves. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think those are the kinds of things that w when I think about Women's Month, you know, lots of people saying, oh, we should get over it. There's no such thing as Women's mm. Month, really. You know, Women's Month is not about the empowered woman. It's about the woman in Mitchell's Plain and it's about the woman in Kailicha, Googs, wherever she is, that's really feeling disempowered. Women's Month is about hopefully she'll hear one of the messages on whatever platform it is that says to her, you actually don't deserve that. You actually need to see yourself differently. No, mm -hmm. that's true. It's Because, I mean, I my friend recently, she, she came to my house, uh, it was last night, and she got abused by her partner. And my heart just went so out that men would even go to that extent to hurt someone mm, that you can see this person doesn't even have the strength to even defend themselves yeah. and mm -hmm. that you would try to overpower yeah. a woman. Yeah. Like, and, and what's actually even sadder, Michaela, is that in most of our homes um, where the abuse takes place, the abuse is not just coming from a father. Sometimes the abuse even comes from a son. Mm, Sometimes the abuse goes the other way, you know, a female abusing the male. The, the levels of abuse have become unacceptable. But for Women's Month, you know, what's really sad for me is, is that some in some homes, the sons are starting to take over from where the father leaves off mm -hmm. in terms of abusing the mother and the ki and the sisters. And, and it's just, to me, it's something we need to start talking about. And I really would like for men out there who are listening to this, who say, well, I don't abuse my wife or I don't abuse my kids or whatever. That's great. Here's the real test. When you see it happening to somebody mm, else, yeah, do, do you stand up and say that's mm. not okay? Are that's you true. able to stand up and be counted? Um, and I think those are the kinds of messages we need to get across through Women's Day. It's not just that sort of you know, we should all love each other, kumbaya. It's more the, you know, have the guts to stand up and do the right thing when it comes to women's abu woman abuse because there's way too many videos going viral where you see the abuse and then there's this audience mm. and they do absolutely nothing to help. You know, they yeah. do absolutely nothing to reach out and say that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, she was saying that also that the guy was busy, like, physically handling her 
and his friend was sitting there and it's because it's not happening to him mm. it's none of his business yeah. they need yeah. to deal with their things yeah. you need to stop making it your business yeah. exactly yeah. make I, it your business to to stand up against abuse yes they say that you're like almost just as guilty as the person actually doing mm-hmm. it if you just sit by you know it's wrong but you are just an uninvolved bystander like yeah. that's that's not good but we are at the end of this interview i really really wish it was we could so go interesting. on so interesting you have to come back i I've, well i i i will yes <laughs> <laughs> but before we say goodbye i just like the lastly i like to ask you two things if you could leave one message of inspiration for all women all listeners and then if you could tell us how people can get in touch with mut should they want to okay I think one of the things that I, it's, it's sort of been in my mind quite a bit through this year and, and it's really about what empowerment means. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the things we need to do is understand that you can't empower anybody else. It's, it's a very arrogant thing to say, I'm, I'm empowering you. What we can do is create an environment where our young people and our, and women in this, in this country feel that they can be empowered, where they can take power for themselves, where they can start to be accountable and they have the authority over themselves and they have the power over themselves to make decisions for themselves and to really live their lives for themselves. So, you know, when we talk about empowering, it's it's really about the person empowering themselves. And Mm -hmm. what we do is we create an environment for that to take place. And so one of the things that I would like to ask women is when that environment is created for you, when there's an opportunity to go to a Women's Day event, when there's help and it's on a silver platter, take advantage of it. Yes. Go and find out what you need to find out. Use the information that you need to use to really empower yourself and use the information you need to to help other people who find themselves in a situation where they can't gather that power or that information. So, you know, it's really been something that really has been sitting with me, you know, even with youth empowerment. Allow youth to just take that power, that authority, that um, I think the the choices that they make, allow them to do those things so that they can feel empowered as opposed to us arrogantly saying we will empower you, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. that's the one thing. And then I think um, our w- website is www.mutmot.org.za. Um, and, of course, you can also contact us on our socials, which is South Africa, and full word, South Africa. That's how we, um, you'll find us on all the socials, Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, etc. Yes, I believe mm-hmm. I follow so, you on a few of those good websites. Stuff. Good <laughs> yeah. stuff. I will get Michaela's to the following. jumping onto her phone now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hope your listeners are doing the same as well. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Ah, thank you so much, actually. Like, from our side as well, this is a great yeah. interview. It was but, awesome. Yeah. But now let's just head on into the Mystery Bible Quiz. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. <laughs> So it is quarter to eight o'clock. We are here about to ask the mystery Bible quiz. We already po- pitched this question both on our WhatsApp story as well as our Instagram story. Unfortunately, I made a 
bit of a mistake, so I can't only be Zoe, guys. Only make that mistake. I mean, guys, cut me some slack. I'm like totally suffering with my academics. Like, Mm. (laughs) y'all get it. Y'all are students, so you know, (laughs) you you know what I'm going through. So I was also experimenting because I thought it would be nice for people to Mm. see the right answer. I just didn't realize I wouldn't be able to see any answers. (laughs) (laughs) But I asked this question. And it is, which of King David's sons was the first to rule Israel? Obviously, after him, which of these men ruled England first? I have four of his, probably a hundred children here. The first option is Solomon. The next one is Absalom. The next one is Adonijah. And the last one is Amnon. A lot of A's here. Mm. If you guys have any idea what the answer is, and we've received a few... You can WhatsApp us at 081-729-1657. If you want to find the answer, it might not be exactly what you think it is. But a clue is you can check the book of Second Samuel. That's all I'm giving you. There are wow, many chapters really? there. Okay, chapter 15. But I'm not giving you a verse. You need to find that on your own. Follow us on Facebook today. I am Radio. Health Tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Hey guys, so tonight's happy health trip. If you are uh, looking to take away those dark spots. I know girls, you know, the underarm area mm. and uh, some of the legs have a bit of spots on that mm-hmm. you're trying to get rid of yep. and your face have marks. The best remedies or home remedies to use is uh, coconut oil. Coconut oil wow. is known to be such a good remedy. You put it in the, you pop it in the microwave, you let it become like a nice oil. And you just moisture that area with that oil. Wow. Guys, I have such a cough. I'm not even going (laughs) to lie. Coconut oil is honestly so good for a variety of different things. Cooking your hair. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I've heard that like it does wonders to the skin. So uh, it really does help with dark spots. So ladies, if you want to get away those dark underarm spots, because I know that is like my my pot that I just try to avoid a lot. Uh, coconut oil is your best bet. And then we also have lemons. So oh. lemons is quite good for a lot of things, like even losing weight, but also for those dark areas, as well as onions and garlic. So mm-hmm. mashing onions and garlic together and also just dabbing it on those dark areas and leaving it, just leave it overnight. It actually helps. This sounds like a recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they should put it all together <laughs> and see what happens. Yes, yeah. literally. I, it would be a nice snack, a double up happy health tip. So to add to that remedy, there's orange peels as well. Oh, wow. So if you notice, the inside of the orange peel is quite white. Yeah. And you can use the inside as well, like the inside to the job. But it's the outside of the peel that you press on that has the little juice. Yes. And you just wipe it with the inside of the peel on that area. And, you know, you're good to go. Hmm. You're good to go on that one. And then also, you know, your vegetables, guys. Eating healthy helps. Yes. Eating healthy helps. So staying healthy, eating healthy helps the balance in the system as well, which 
cleans out all the dirty toxins and allows these um allows dark spots to also be removed yeah. because you're eating out you're drinking a lot of water it really does help and then as well as face packets so these you know those face masks that they have with so much uh oils and things in yeah if your if your face is the the part that is actually has a lot of dark spots using one of these face masks you know uh they normally have them designated to a certain issue yes go for the one with the dark uh to remove dark spots and i promise you i think you at least have to do it maybe like twice a week actually once a week oh wow mm. okay once every week you put on a a face mask and you're good to go hmm i mm. want to get into that i used to do face masks but you know those the ones that you know i think it's charcoal Mm. That it's very sticky. I also have and that. And it pulled out your blackheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I love just pulling those things off, to be yeah, honest. Same. It was very, it was kind of nice, you know, like I didn't even care if my blackheads vanished. <laughs> I was just like, I want to pull off this face mask. Exactly. Um, I've, I know I s- struggle a lot with like, um, my skin. Yeah. So I went to the best to actually go for skin general is to go to a dermatologist. Yes. They will give you the right thing to use for the right areas that you are struggling with, guys. Yeah. Honestly, I went to a dermatologist and he um he wrote me a script for Dovine, I think. I think that's what it's named. And it literally lightened all my spots on wow. my face. Hmm. And I felt like nothing worked for my face besides this Dovine and I need to get more of it. <laughs> honestly, but it it's it worked like a bomb. So for whoever out there that is also struggling with dark marks, I would recommend going to a, a dermatologist to get exactly what you need for your skin. That's better than any home remedy, personally. Wow, that's that's those are a lot of cool tips. They're very accessible. You probably have all of those things in your kitchen, or maybe at least one. Exactly. But wow, thank you for that. Or do you have more? That is actually where it stops, Zoe. Wow, that's quite a bit but like also extremely accessible yeah huh. it, it helps those that you know if you don't have money to actually go to a dermatologist yeah. you have these little remedies in your house put mm-hmm. it together i mean who doesn't have an orange right yeah. at least one and orange. you know that bananas the inside of a banana, a banana that if you actually wipe it on your teeth it yes. whitens Yes, I used to do that. I also... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you actually saw our smiles today, you mm-hmm. would understand that opening a and wiping yes. the inside of a pill is needed. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys were looking at the Facebook Live because then you would have seen our teeth shining in here exactly. with all these lights. But before we say goodbye, because it is three minutes until eight, we just want to give you guys the answers to both the Groovy Movie and the Bible Quiz. Now, um, would you like to give them the honor? Okay, so the groovy movie to all those amazing listeners out there is The Lion King. If you guys didn't get that, I am so disappointed because yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those shows that just like everyone watch. And for the answer to the Bible quiz, we asked you guys, which of King David's sons was the first to rule Israel? We gave you four sons of his, Solomon, Absalom, Adonijah, and Amnon. Now, we got some answers. I can't read you guys the Instagram story, unfortunately. So I'm just going to read you guys our WhatsApp questions. Butterly Annika said Solomon. 
Martin from Grassy Park also said Solomon. Adel said King Solomon. We love the distinction. Willem Conradi said Solomon as well. And Garanisha said Salomo. Wow. That might actually be like a different translation. Like maybe that's the original. But unfortunately, you were all incorrect. Wow, Zoe. Just a way to pull the band-aid off like that. I mean, like this is why I was so interested in doing this. Because a lot of people understandably believe it's Solomon. I mean, he was a very famous, very knowledgeable king. But, you know, sometimes we don't even think about it. Maybe he's not even really considered a rightful king mm. because of how he came to power. But the first of King David's sons to rule, technically after him, was Absalom, who actually usurped him, stole all of his advisors, did some other very deplorable things, and ruled for a couple years until he died in battle. King David was fortunately still alive while his son was busy disgracing his throne and took the throne back after he died and then gave it to his son Solomon, who he always wanted to rule. I think he even made like a promise to his mother, which was interesting because Solomon wasn't even his first son. Mm. Yeah. I would say that's so interesting. So guys out there that, that all said Solomon, don't feel bad. <laughs> I also thought it was Solomon. So. Yeah, but I get it. Like, I feel like he's the acknowledged, the one that they wanted to be king. But yeah, tune in again next week, you guys. We're going to be back same time next week talking to a very fantastic woman, almost basically continuing Women's Month. But goodbye for now. Goodbye, guys.